Welcome back to the Whiskey Dicks podcast. I'm your host, Zach, as always, joined by Josh. Josh, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing well, Zach. How are you? I'm doing okay. We're getting this done at a at an early hour. This is right on schedule. It's just a cool 10.56 p.m. on a Wednesday. This is early. This is uh it's early. it's been early uh considering but hopefully you know by the end of the season we'll be back on an actual normal schedule we'll oh see God. if we can get Fair back recording these at like six or seven holy shit that would be great i can get rowdy drunk for those i'm not drinking too oh, much yeah. when, it, when it's this late at night no we, no. we got to find a time where i can get nice nice and rowdy drunk Really make sure that oh, my yeah. thirty-minute time limit is exceeded, uh, like four four times over. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Those are always my favorite, for sure. All right, but also, yeah, those, those are happen, those are everyone's. <laughs> those also those tend to happen when uh, uh, a one Dan Hyder shows up to the podcast. So Dan, uh, you're zero and four, bud. Uh, you're cursed. Just get over it and uh, come on the pod. What what's gonna happen? You lose again? Or are you? Yeah, what, what happens? You accidentally win one? Like, come on, dude! Just yeah, come on the pod. Come on, just come on the pod. Let's just have a nice. Uh, we're all friends here. Friendly chat. It's a safe space. Yeah. 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 The Super safe. podcast is a safe space. It's a safe space. Definitely, right. we can't we can't beat around the bush too long up front because we do have three trades to go through and I am involved in two of them. We will save those two for the back end, but Josh, uh, go ahead. I'll let's start with the first trade. It is Alex fear is receiving George Kittle in T Higgins and Alex Crouch is receiving Noah Fant and Stefan Diggs. Did you get, get some words from some little birdies on the street. I did. I was able to reach out to both parties. Uh, and, you know, it was fun to see. And this actually came up in the chat. But this had a little twist to it where T. Higgins was had already played or was already inactive for the Thursday night game, which held up the trade. So then there was a giant debate. Yes. Uh, so a little wrinkle into everyone's uh, typical trading plans. But... From Alex Fear's perspective, uh, he said it's a matter of health. Uh, both guys, he's getting are questionable or out, but if they can get back to 100% um, by next week, he feels like he won or will win. Like he feels good about those players. Uh, it's an upgrade at tight end with a downgrade at receiver, but Diggs isn't producing uh, what he normally produces. And uh, he's also happy to get a, a bangle on the roster for something to root for. Um, from Alex's perspective, it was actually kind of the same, which you don't usually hear uh, from both parties. But um, when we were talking, he basically just said, happy with it. Hurts to give up Kittle, but I wanted to lock down a strong receiver after getting rid of Adams. I think it was pretty fair. Uh, both guys kind of walked away feeling like they got the uh, a, at least a very good side. So I'll definitely say it was a fair trade from that perspective. Uh, I'm not sure if anyone's got strong feelings of these players one way or the other. I mean, there's some pretty good players. but. Uh, Overall, it was nice and easy. I do not have an anonymous source because I, I, I was called out the other day uh, for the last week's podcast. I didn't actually fit in the anonymous source that I, I reached out to. And uh, I realized I probably haven't been doing that on a couple of them or a few of them. So 
maybe when I get back to a normal schedule and we're not uh, shooting these down in 30 minutes, uh, I'll work in some anonymous sources. But until then, uh, we're just going to go with the people involved. And we've had a couple multi-trade podcasts here. It is probably a little easier when there's only one on the agenda, one anonymous source. Who knows? Maybe you'll just start reading anonymous sources for the wrong trades and and we'll just oh, yeah. we won't have any idea what's going on. We can't have that. No, no. Don't want to risk it. Respect your sources. Keep them anonymous. You'll use them when you need them. As long as you're not outing them, I think your credibility is still there. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's how I like to, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a journalist, I'm a reporter, but also, you know, I'm, I'm a person in the league and take integrity on, on all fronts. So we want to keep this fun and we got to keep it, uh, keep it consistent. Yeah. Don't think Josh is above us, guys. He's just one of us. Just one of us, despite his fancy journalism job he has now. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I look at this trade, it's for me, it's. The T. Higgins, no fan. Take what you want. Your upside, your opinions on them, that's fine. I mean, it comes down to George Kittle, Stefan Diggs. If one of those two people starts finding the end zone for their teams, that person wins the trade. Right now, neither have really been able to do it. Uh, everybody but Stefan Diggs is scoring on Buffalo. And then George Kittle is just, he's always been a yardage monster, never a ton of touchdowns as is, but. Debo Samuel's hogging everything right now, all the touchdowns, everything like that. So we'll see. If if one of them can find the end zone right now, someone's going to come away definitely on the better. But I agree. Overall, seems pretty fair. My initial reaction, it didn't seem fair. The longer I've looked at it, the more I'm I'm pretty on board with how it's looking. But okay, we can move on to the a different trade here. We will go on to a trade between myself and Dan Hyder. I traded Dan Chase Claypool, and I received Zach Moss and Curtis Samuel in return. Uh, what did you uncover with your snooping around there, Josh? Uh, yeah, Dan uh, basically kept it short and sweet. Um, he liked Claypool. Uh, basically said there could be a winner. Time will tell, but I think I cut risk. And uh, he took some on while getting some starters. So um, I that's Dan's side of things. Uh, he feels like Claypool's safer. Uh, I would say from, and you and I talked about this from the talent side, Claypool is definitely a, a, an absolute talent, uh, would be a really good receiver, but, uh, with, with, with Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback, or really, let me, let me rephrase this with any of the current Steelers quarterbacks at their <laughs> current position, Chase Claypool is capped his he has a ceiling that is capped because of how bad that position is right now for the pittsburgh steelers so that's how i view it dan obviously doesn't he, he thinks talent went out and uh it's like you said time will tell but uh what are, what are your thoughts zach so yeah i was on the receiving end uh of the players that he gave away i drafted chase claypool because i was a big believer in the talent going into this year i was like i think this is his year he's just going to step up he's going to be that 1a on that team and the more that i watched and and kind of saw if deontay johnson is healthy uh, then chase claypool is not the 1a on that team that is a very defined role on that roster Deontay and, and slim ben have a apparently a very good relationship and where the majority of the targets go and then while he's healthy, they love to run Chase on these go routes that Ben cannot support. He just, he, I don't know. 
all the anything that I was hearing because I had two people in the Steelers offense. Another reason why I wanted to get rid of Chase. Um, so I was listening to a lot of the reports coming out, and basically everybody's just frustrated because Big Ben can't run the offense. He can't go under center. He can't do certain things. He doesn't like to run play action uh, under center. He doesn't like to do all this stuff. So th- whoever there, who's their offensive coordinator? Like fucking John Venezuela. It's it's like a first name in a country. He's in there. No, He's I pissed know. off. Big oh, man can't run the offense. Yeah, what did I say? <laughs> John Venezuela. Yeah, and I don't know yeah. how I got it from that, but I was like, no, I have no clue. And then all of a sudden, oh. Matt Canada, that's who. Gosh. Yeah. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. But basically guy. he's like he, he's frustrated because he has this offense that just can't be run. Big Ben just runs what he's what he knows now, and that's what they're stuck with. So I was very happy to get off that ride. Um I liked what I was seeing from uh Zach Moss going into the trade. I We've talked about this. I I like Curtis Samuel. I think I just drink whatever Kool-Aid Ron Rivera serves me when it comes to him, and I can't let go. And I just think they're going to use him. I think he's instantly the number two on that team. Heineke is not afraid to sling that rock. Shout out my boy L. Um, and I think that there's a role for him there, so I'll at least get a, a, a flex play out of him. But Zach Moss, man, before the trade, I was on board. After this past week... He's, I think it's his job to lose moving forward. Uh, Devin Singletary keeps fumbling the ball, hasn't lost any, but he does keep fumbling. Doug, uh, uh, their head coach is not super pumped about that. So I don't know. As long as he's still involved and whatnot, I'll take a good running back on a good team for running back depth and, and a flex play out of that. I'm very happy with my return in this trade. And I yeah. know this was one of the yeah, more vocal ones in the group me. Although nobody like really planted a flag about it, but I didn't I may, I may have joked that Dan was actively tanking uh to get the first overall pick next year because he <laughs> didn't like it on the draft, but may have joked. May, may have joked, but also that that is my that is my stance on who I think won and lost that trade. Yeah. But all right, that's enough on that one. We have one final one, which definitely uh, kicked up a lot of traction in the group me. Dom <laughs> traded away Jalen Hurts, and I traded away Odell, uh, Latavius Murray, and Kirk Cousins. Go ahead and tell me what you heard from Dom, if you did hear from the darling himself. I did. Uh, I would also like to point out that this was a very uh, popular uh, uh, topic in the group me. I think when I was in the middle of, of hitting the streets, I saw something like 35 to 55 messages in the group me at one point um, that I, I had unread because of just the what in the world am I looking at? Um, and that was pretty funny. But from Dom's perspective, uh, he said he struggled uh, because Hertz had been so consistent for him. He's been solid. But having uh, three guys injured last week put him in a bind. Uh, so he's kind of uh, putting the health of his team in the hands of K- Captain Kirk, aka the anti vaxxer uh, If Murray <laughs> continues to be the st- <laughs> if Murray continues to be the starter, uh, I think 
I if Murray continues to be the starter, I think I win this. But if he gets hurt or replaced, then probably not. Which uh, it's is- pretty fair. Dom's team is now doing their own research. They're uh, <laughs> they'll they'll sort that stuff out on their own. Um, yeah, I think this is a trade that I proposed to other people for starting quarterbacks that uh, didn't go through. They liked who they had. I did feel like there was a chance it could go through uh, for Dom, mainly because of his injuries and injuries that are definitely not short term. When I, I don't know. There's a lot of things that go into me making this trade. One, I like Jalen Hurts. I think he's very consistent, very high rushing floor. He had a game where all he did was throw for 190 yards and due to his groundwork, ended up with over 20 points. Like that's the floor that I need because the other part of this is I have the yips when it comes to starting quarterbacks. I'm 0 for 4 in the worst way. I was desperate enough to start Slim Ben. I have not started a quarterback, I think, that has scored over 14 points. It is a wasteland for me out here. And if I can just get that off my plate, maybe off my mental, maybe that's just worth it in general, no matter what I gave away. I just won't, I won't be juggling between Kirk Cousins or Teddy Bridgewater or who have you every week, making the wrong call, living with that and and everything like that. Um, To keep looking at the players I gave up, I don't think I have the balls to physically start Latavius Murray. Uh, I have no idea what's going on in the backfield. It's it's just terrifying, and I'm happy to get rid of him. I think I'm very lucky in a way to get rid of him because he has scored. If he hadn't, I'm, I guess I just would have to fucking drop him. But also this past week, he got the lion's share of the carries, scored again. So who knows? Maybe that is just like a viable flex play going forward indefinitely. And then Odell is, uh, I don't know, man. I like Odell. I think he's really good. He had a good game last week, and then Baker just didn't hit him for two touchdowns when he was open. And I was like, okay, sick. So Baker could be an issue. And then also that team would prefer to not pass. That's definitely not what they want to do. They're not built for it. Um, And uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones and Jarvis Landry still are going to come back from injury. So I was not too beat up to get rid of him in an ideal world. I didn't love just getting rid of uh, Claypool and then getting rid of Odell. My depth has really, really taken a hit, but I'm hoping that moving forward that it'll just better my starting lineup and I will be able to reclaim a little bit of that depth on the waiver wires, especially at wide receiver, because that can be a bit of a crapshoot at times. Um, and then Kirk Cousins, I don't know, man. If you if you believe in the captain, you believe in the captain. I I know I'll I'll miss his good weeks and I'll hit his bad weeks. So that's just where I'm at mentally right now. Makes sense. What were your what were your thoughts on the trade? At first I was like I have to do more research on Jalen Hurts because I've not paid attention. I don't have any Eagles players on my team um in in either this league or even the work league that I'm in. So like I don't know about Eagles offense, but um, I, I went back and looked at it. I mean, he hasn't busted in any way. Uh, I still don't know that I necessarily believe in him, but from a fantasy perspective, like you said, it's about as safe as you can get. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see in his next couple of matchups with some um, stronger defenses how that looks. But even then, like they kind of got manhandled by Dallas, if I remember correctly, and he was still able to put up a lot of points just because garbage time is a beautiful thing. And it doesn't matter if you're down 
three touchdowns the entire game, like you still got to go out there and, and play four quarters. So um, he was able to get some stats just on that. So I think uh, from that perspective, that works. I, I, I don't know. Odell is so talented. It kind of goes with the Claypool thing. Like you might be avoiding feeling guilty that you're not starting him every week with his talent. Um, and that might be great for you because, you know, but all the reasons you pointed out about them being a run first offense, Baker missing him on open shots, um, you know, that all plays that all factors into Odell and what, how you feel about him. So, uh, and then Latavius Murray and the, and the, the carnival that the circus that is that backfield, um, it's it's going to be wild. I, I think if, you know, roles were – if you hadn't – would you have made that trade? Let me ask you this. Would you have made that trade if you had had success streaming quarterbacks? No. Like if you had had any – like even half success. Like you missed two weeks, you nailed two weeks. Like if, you, if Kirk dropped 20 against the Browns, I probably yeah. – I would have – well, one, I would have still been looking at quarterbacks. I don't really trust myself. Going one for four, I would still be pretty aware of that. But right, if you went two and two, like if you went, yeah, if I would have gone two and two, but I've also like looking back at what I did, my judgment is terrible. Like I started Big Ben, I started Baker Mayfield. You, you, you are. I like. I'm. I'm all. I'm just all over the place, and I don't know. I just wasn't doing a good job, and I, I trust myself on wide receivers and running backs and things like that more because apparently quarterbacks, I can't do it. So I'd rather just do a set and forget, but that's a very good point. If I would have hit this exact trade, probably not. Would I have been in the market for an upgraded quarterback? Yeah, definitely. Still. I think it's, I think it is very beneficial to get a, a top tier quarterback. And that's another part of this trade is I'm hitching my wagon to Jalen hurts. I'm basically saying with this trade that I think he'll he'll uh, definitely finish top ten, probably finish top five. Yeah, yeah. Fair big, old, big old trades this past week. Um, yeah. Now I'm just gonna claim every wide receiver and running back off the waivers. Uh, every single one. I have no one on my bench. I have four, three or four empty bench spots right now. So just <laughs> fucking, I'll take everyone. All right. But do you have anything else before we segue into the second half of our pod here? I don't. I don't. We had a lot of trades, so I don't have much going on. Perfect. And we will go in into a little matchup breakdown. We'll get into the matchups of the week. Uh, The first one that we'll start with is two three and one teams. We have Bully McGuire, Luke Wagenspack at three and one best start for him all time. Potentially first in urban. We trust a team name that has aged like milk. Uh, Ryan Lachey at three and one um, two good teams though. All things considered. What are your thoughts on this? Who is going to, who's going to really separate themselves from the field here and get to four and one. Oh, this is an easy one. Uh, it's definitely Luke because w- he he he's on fire. I mean, we we gave him the double vote of confidence, <laughs> and he nailed it. So, like, I mean, did, yeah, you're welcome, Luke, for for picking you because uh, clearly we're the reason you won. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna ride with Luke on this one as well. Uh, Derrick Henry 
seemingly unstoppable right now. Um, Taylor Heineke just out here gaming. The kid can game. Luke has such a Luke team. This is such a Luke team. Double charger stat. Come on. (laughs) Like, this kid is, he's trolling the league at three and one. Like, how is this happening? The biggest differentiator is I don't, I cannot remember a time Luke has had someone like a Derrick Henry or an Alvin Kamara or a Christian McCaffrey on his team. And he has one this year. And he's still got his wild bullshit going on other elsewhere in the roster. But like, I'm here for it, man. I'm, I'm with you. Strictly on Ryan's got to deal with whatever karma he has and not changing his team name. And just his team is in urban. We trust. We'll see how that pays out for him. If he wins urban, we'll, we'll see out this year as the Jaguars head coach. If Ryan loses this week, he will leave halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all built on that. So no, Luke's going to get the double pod. Not again, baby. Oh my goodness. The kid can't be stopped. He's on boom shakalaka. Fucking on fire. All right. We'll go into the next matchup. That is, Commissioner Charlie Earhart, Team Earhart. I might just change my team name to Team Earhart. Um, we'll just all be Team Earharts. He is playing Josh is a lady in the streets. Alex Crouch. Boy, tell you what, after the trades on the surface, Alex's team looks pretty formidable up front. Yeah, I mean, the Christian McCaffrey start, and I get it. Like, he's back, he's playing, you have to play him, but I hope he's not rushing back into this thing with a hand. Could he be rushing back? I mean, dude, there's always a chance. I don't know. Like, I've always heard hamstrings are tricky. I know nothing. I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I mean. If I had had Christian McCaffrey, and they told me the timeline was two to three weeks, and after one week he's coming back, and it's a hammy injury, I would call him personally and be like, what's one more week? My guy. (laughs) What's one more Are week? Just sure? resting up. Are, we're uh, hammies. They're tricky, man. Just give it one more week. That's what I would be concerned about if I was Alex. I know Alex is one super pumped about him coming back, but like we've all been there. D- nothing would really suck the wind out of his sails than injuring another top tier running back because he rostered him. Right. Right. And it would be his fault. It would be it's his fault. Always Alex's fault. Honestly. Running backs try and get off that team as quickly as they can just because uh, Alex just kills their careers. This is going to fucking phone up edible arrangements again. Tell him, put another one on my tab. Send it out to Christian McCaffrey. Because <laughs> he, he downed another man. All that, being said, all that being said, in this <laughs> matchup, do, do you have a, a victor here? Because Charlie is like... The fucking silent assassin right now. Early he is his team is very solid, very healthy, and just grooving forward. His team has been cruising. I'm gonna take Charlie. I think there's a lot of question marks with Alex's team. Um, I also fear Trey Lance as a, as a starter. I know he has the yes. the floor. Uh, he had 20 points last week coming in for like a half. So like I get it, but also like. I, I watched some of that game, and boy, did that look like a stagnant offense minus the fact that he could run. And I think Debo Samuel was, like, accidentally not covered for a 75-yard touchdown in there or something like that. But 
Uh, I don't remember. It was something like that. Something goofy. But I'm going to go with Charlie. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Charlie as well. Mainly because if I just think if McCaffrey plays, it, there's no way he's getting full workload. And if he is, I would be terrified if I was Alex. I would be very happy with an eased in or whatever's going on. And Trey Lance is a little scary. And I think Charlie, again, Charlie's team has been very consistent top to bottom. He gets that fucking cheeky Damian Williams start in a flex, which could just be nasty too. getting man. He, Charlie's in a very good place right now. He's grooving. I, this is a bad week to catch him. So sorry, Alex. I think I'm going Charlie. That's a, a double pod. nod, if I'm not mistaken, it is. We're on fire on fire. We will move uh, into the next matchup. It is 13 Never Knew Love, Tan Hyder. Team name just getting sadder every week. Uh, versus Pep Talks for the boys. Uh, Zach Brand, 1-3. Uh, shout out to the Bram family. Gillis, what news did Carissa share with us? Yeah, I got a pleasant text message that we have a new uh, avid listener. Uh, Hannah Brand has been listening ever since she was born. She's not missed an episode, so uh, that's a pretty that, impressive streak. That girl's. I also don't know what that means. I don't know what that means for the parenting of of those two. <laughs> but uh, I I'd like to repeat the that we are uh, the Whiskey Dicks, and that is a uh, title that is not family friendly. So. Uh, we are not held liable for the words that are repeated. Um, if she eventually grows up, goes to school, and says some bad things, that's not on us. That's on that's on the parents. So. Not liable. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's good. This is not our responsibility. No, there isn't. But uh, we are. Happy will will that responsible parent win this week? Uh, I will say yes uh, because they're going against Dan. So. Um, <laughs> So far, there's a streak here, and it's if you pick against Dan, you're probably right. Uh, Dan, and I'm gonna, Dan I'm is unironically starting Josh Gordon. I fully believe he will keep that in his lineup. Uh, that, dude, I was, that's where I was, he's at. I was trying to explain Dan to a coworker the other day about like <laughs> his absolute infatuation with Josh Gordon. Like Dan has had Dan has had Josh Gordon on his team. I don't I, how many years now. Like, and it's always like, oh, he's been reinstated. Oh, I need to get him on my team. He's gonna be so good. I mean, Josh Gordon. Like, this happened when he was young, and he's like thirty three or thirty four now. Like, he's like he's gone years of this, and this is like his sixth time getting reinstated. And I was just talking to someone at work that was talking about face football and Josh Gordon, and I just laughed. I was like, "Yeah, I got, I got a buddy who just just keeps picking him up and keeps playing him, and I don't know why, but he he loves him." Makes no yeah. sense. When you when you go to the fantasy football subreddit, you're like, "Who keeps posting all these posts about Josh Gordon?" It's Dan. It's him. He's the one who's doing it. Uh, fun fact, about Dan. I did offer him. The same trade I offered Dom, and he said, "Won't do it. Won't make my team better." And I'm pretty sure anything would make his team better, but he said no. So, so that is where where it's at. Didn't want to give up Tom Brady. Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. 
I don't know, on his high horse at 0-4. All right, but uh, I'm in agreement with you. I think Zach's team has a, a big chance to kind of pop off here. Uh, Jamar Chase could be in for a enormous game. As of right now, Jair Alexander is not playing in this game. Our corners go down quickly without him locking up the other person's number one or locking down that side of the field. So, ah, uh, boy, that game could be very exciting um, on on Sunday, which I will be attending. Don't have a ticket yet, but will before the game. I'll be there. will sneak in somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I'll, I mean, eventually I'll just suck it up and pay for it. But Jesus Christ, the, the upcharge right now is disgusting. So we'll sort that out, but I'll be there. But we're both taking Zach here. Yeah. Yep. I think across the board, he's just got really good matchups. That's, that's what he needs right now at one and three. That is not what Dan needs right now at 0 and four. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll move into the next matchup. That is, I was like Antonio Michael George 0 and four down there with Dan versus Sniff that Pitts Dank Ian Gallagher two and two right in the middle. Ah, this one could be a little tough. What are your thoughts, Josh? Yo, this, so ESPN has them separated by point five which is about as tight as I've ever seen it. Um, I don't know. I don't like the fact that uh, Ian's best players, in my humble opinion, are Russell Wilson, DK Metcalf, uh, and they are going against a Rams defense that, uh, with Jalen Ramsey there, has given DK Metcalf problems. Uh, It gives everyone problems. Thursday uh, night football game, too. It's also Thursday night. Dude, I hate Thursday nights. I hate – there are two things I hate in this world. Thursday night football games, well, I I love them, but I hate them for owning players in fantasy. And the London games at 9.30 in the morning. Oh, Oh, we got those this week. Yes, that is now kicking off. So between the Thursday night and then London, I don't want any players involved in those. Uh, (laughs) And we've got got them across the board here because Michael George is starting uh, Carter there, Michael Carter. So Ian's got Mike Davis and Davidson. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? Some random player is going to score four touchdowns over in London and no one's going to know who he is. Like no one's ever heard of this person. I'm telling you right now, it happens every time. Uh, all that being said, oh, I think I'm going to take Michael George in this one. I really like the, the Josh Allen and Travis Kelsey. Uh, I like that game. I like it for a lot of points. So I'm going to take uh, MG in this one. You stole my argument. I think he has two of probably the highest scoring fantasy players in that game. I think that that is genuinely just enough to get him the victory here. Uh, straight up. They both have questionable starts in flex. They got the rosters or whatever, but I think Josh Allen could drop a 30 burger. Travis Kelsey could have like 25 and that could be all she wrote right here. I think MG's betting on, on the right game this week. He's, he's got that going for him right now. So that'll be a double little double pod. nod. I think we're doing double pod nods across the way again, back to back weeks, potentially. Wow. Man, Love it. Maybe, maybe that's just our new thing. This is no longer, <laughs> We're no longer debating who wins. Someone says a name, and the other person's like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll move into the next matchup. It is the, the, we'll just call him the Kirk's Locket. 
uh, Dominic Bertoloni, uh, darling of the podcast, only four and O team remaining versus the hometown stragglers, Alex Fear. Both players stretching their legs with their trades that they were a part of this weekend. Uh, who's going to come out on top? Who's going to use those freshly traded players to their advantage? Oh, boy. Um, you know, that's a great question. I think I'm going to go Dom. Um, He's got the, an IR tight end roster's lock. Says he doesn't want it. What a statement. Hunting, hunting it while he's facing George Kittle. I love that. That's, <laughs> that's confidence right there. But I'm just looking at, ma- like, just matchups alone. Uh, Kirk Cousins and Adam Thielen get Detroit, which I know Detroit is better than people think, maybe. I don't know. Uh, they stack. They, he's stacking them, and it doesn't, doesn't scare me, that defense. So Aaron Jones gets Cincinnati. Uh, Edward Solaire. I just I like his matchups a little bit more where we talked about Henderson. I don't like uh, I don't like the Thursday night. I don't like the hurt ribs, and Seattle is – Okay, I mean, maybe they give up points to the running back, but they're still a, a tough-er team, to say the least. Uh, and then the Giants and the Cowboys, I don't know what to think of that matchup at all. The Cowboys have been cruising. So, like, something they, tells they me... They look good. They look good, right? And the Giants don't, but, like, so, I don't know. This is a divisional game. So that's a classic NFC East Giants cover potentially win. Yeah, it it feels like it's going to be a dumb, close game for some reason, and there's no reason it should be. Yeah. Um, So I'm going dumb. Man, I'm trying to find every way to take Alex Fear in this one. The If he, man, Waddle kind of scares me. Same with Singletary. If he had a way to start T. Higgins, like if he was healthy, I think he has a great matchup this week against Green Bay Mm -hmm. that you want. Roster's locked, though, man. Oh, but Dom's not even starting a tight end. Yeah. This, this is a tough one. Dude, my guy's out here flexing on him. Wow. Wow. I'm, I don't know. You know what? I'm just not going to try and reinvent the wheel. He's 4-0, darling of the podcast. I'll go with him. Fear can have the motivation to chip on his shoulder for the weekend to take down the king. Best aim for the head. But that'll be the double pod nod for Dom. He's gonna cruise into five and zero on the back of I do my own research, cousins. Just crazy, crazy, long. crazy times. All right, we will go into your matchup this week. Team struggle, Busnick co-host Josh versus ABCD's Alphabet Squad, Joseph Colavincenzo. How do you like your chances this week, Josh? I, I see like that- my. I see you got that Quintez Cephas out there. Love it. Love it. Look. And Trey Sturman. Yes. Yes. I'm very, <laughs> very confident in my flexes. Very confident in my team right now. Um, no, I think, I don't know. Me and Joe, I, I mentioned it in the group, me. I'm not a big fan of uh, how, how we're situated here with, uh, I'm going to be rooting very hard for Cooper Cup, uh, but he's obviously going to have Matt Stafford. Oh, yeah. And that's just going to be annoying, vice versa with Devonta Adams and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, that being said, I'm looking at the other players. Uh, I like my chances. Um, you know, I, I feel I like my team, and I think, uh, I think I've got a few guys, especially my boy, Quintez Cephas. Watch. Keep an eye out. You heard it here first. Oh, 
field. This kid's, this kid's going to game against Minnesota. He's going to be wow. gaming. How many touchdowns are we talking? Uh, at least two. At least two. Oh, at least two. At least two. Wow. You heard it here first. Heard it oh, here first. With, when I look at Joe's team, he's basically he's just playing running back roulette right now. If he nails it, he can probably win. If he misses it, he will not win. I don't think he's going to hit it this week. I'm going to go with you. He's got the Miles Sanders, Kareem Hunt, Tony Pollard, Naheem Hunt, just a bunch of dudes kind of in that same area. Yeah. He's got a bunch of dudes being guys out there trying, trying to toss the pigskin, except yeah. for their running backs. So that's a problem. They're, yeah. They need to hold on to it. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't toss it. It's a bad idea. No, that's dumb. But yeah, no, I'm going to go with you this week. I think J- Joe might strike out on his running back roulette, miss out on some points that he might desperate, desperately need here. And I think your your Taylor, Rogers, Cup, Evans, they can all pan out for you. And I think you'll be all right. All right, that'll take us into the final matchup. It is myself. Uh, I ride the tragic school, Gus. I almost called myself Team Earhart. I really might just change it to that. Uh, <laughs> versus the Hillbilly Girls and Dope Incorporated. Benjamin Tiller. Ben, still healthy, still cooking. Uh, I think even if it was only one week, probably won the Cordero Patterson trade. Um, I, I think I definitely have my work cut out for me this week. What are your thoughts on my matchup here, Josh? I do. I do think you have uh, your work cut out, but you've solved the quarterback position for now. So that's a plus. Uh, that's going to help you going against Pat Mahomes. Um, <clears throat> Najee Harris has been an absolute PPR monster. I don't, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger is so washed that this dude goes out and gets, I don't know how many targets, he had seven targets last, last week, very down from his 19 the week prior. So, uh, he's gonna get fed. That's um, insane. Is it's nuts? It's unheard of. I know Ben puts up points. I just don't. I'm not confident in Ben's team ever. Like even when I was getting beat by it, I'm like, I think I can still do this, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. But I mean, he ended up putting up 120, but it never felt it never felt real. I don't know if that makes any sense to anybody, but uh, he's also got a couple of uh, Atlanta. New York Jets, 930 London games, and you know how I feel about those. So I'm going to take you in this one. Well, I'm going to go tit for tat with him on those, and I'm going to start my own Calvin Ridley for that juicy Sunday Sunday morning game, if only because I am, like a lot of other people, if I don't have someone playing in the Thursday night game, I'll check my lineup to see if I can make someone play in that Thursday night game. If there's a London game, I might see if there's a way I could get a player playing in that London game. Who knows? I just um, like to root for people in the games I'm watching. Uh, I get it, but those games it, it, are it's gross. It's the time. It's the twilight zone. Like literally, 100. percent Something happens over there. One team absolutely shows up. The other team just never. It's like they never got off the plane. Like they got lost somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I'm not in. I don't think we're in for a good time on that game. I'm gonna take the fucking under um, on that, but. No, I think I think I can do enough. I I don't think my matchups are too hateful. I have a couple people, couple people who just thrive in the PPR environment, and I think I can sneak this one out. I don't know. Maybe I'm sure Ben's gonna let me hear it regardless. But hopefully, I don't know. We'll see. 
if I attend the Packers game and there's like 50 messages in the group me, I'll, I'll know that I lost to Ben this week. But if if the group me's a little quiet, I'll I'll assume that I probably have a good shot at winning. So no, I'm 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 gonna take myself this week. I think I think this rowdy group of guys will will pull something out of their pull something out of their uh, back pocket here and get the job done. All right. Other than that, that is all that we have. Josh, anything you need to say to the people before we get out of here? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, that's all I got. Perfect. Couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you all for listening. We will catch you next week. Make some more trades. Always good to talk about. And go fuck yourselves. We'll see you next time. See you guys.